Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am so excited because I have such a special guest on the show today. She is a transformational writing coach. Now, I know that seems kind of funny to be on our podcast for all of us who love someone with an addiction, but I cannot tell you how often I created a narrative in my head that was not serving me. I remember even thinking to the point that, you know what, like I maybe am not lovable or maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not fun because like he's choosing that over me. So it's amazing how this narrative or this story that we give our give ourselves or re, like go over and over in our brain becomes almost truth to us, almost belief. And it, it's not good for us in many ways, as you can probably see. But I'm so excited because we're going to walk through how we can change our narrative, how we can use the power of writing to transform our thinking, to transform how we feel and transform just our situation that we're in period. So without further ado, I'm so excited. Yay, Tanya, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on this podcast. I'm so excited to share some of my wisdom and experience with um, everyone in the hope that it will help you and elevate you and make you feel more um, like you're in, you have power of your, over your own story. So thank you so much. <laughs> Yay, we love power over our own story. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am, my name is Tanya McCallum. Um, my name means they, you, and I actually in Chinese. My father was born um, and raised in China until he was a teenager. And my middle name is Mika. It means bright light. And I feel like my purpose is to share and spread the light to everyone. <laughs> that may seem like a lofty purpose, and it is. <laughs> and I'm constantly rewriting my own story so that I believe that I can actually fulfill that purpose. Oh my gosh, that's so special. And holy cow, the fact that your name literally means that. And yes, you are spreading light. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this concept of narrative. Now in psychology, we know that narrative is kind of the, the cognitive pathways that we've created, the stories where we filled in the gaps. It kind of becomes that ongoing chatter in our mind. Kind of, it's good because it helps us make our world predictable. But at the same time, sometimes our narrative may be not so effective, right? When we have um, narrative that's not serving us well. So can you tell us a little bit about narrative? So, well, the word narrate means to tell. And so we're constantly telling ourselves stories 
and other people are constantly telling us stories. So our whole world is really made up of stories that we either say externally, we write them, we share them as pictures on all of the social medias, we tell them to ourselves. You know, the more I think about it, the more stories really create the world that we live in, especially the ones inside of our head. And so there can be stories that elevate us and make us feel wonderful about ourselves and other people and the world around us. And there are stories that will make us fear, feel the complete opposite. I said fear by accident. And that's one of the stories, the stories of fear and all the things to be afraid of. And like you had mentioned earlier, um, these stories, these unlovable stories. And that's really what I've been focusing on lately, because I feel like that's the root of, you know, of many of our stories is that story, that original story of love um, or unlovableness and unworthiness, or I don't deserve to, you know, feel good. I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to be treated well. I don't deserve to be, you know, the first or the primary or the one who's chosen over other people or other things or substances or whatever you have it. So the, the power of, of narrative is, is one of the most powerful tools that we have. And we often just accept other people's stories and just live them as live our lives out from other people's stories. They're not even ours. And so I'm very intrigued in, and I've created, I've written a, a chapter recently, and I'm creating a whole program around the concept of really taking, taking back our voice for one and taking back our stories. Mm, I love that. And I love that you call it like, we can have stories that elevate us, that lift us up. And, but there's also unlovable stories. And I know we all have them, right? Like, I mean, I have an unlovable story that I just had with myself in the mirror. <laughs> before coming on here. So we all have those, you know, those stories. Um, so now what comes to mind for me and what I'm, I'm thinking that the listeners might hear too, is like, but I'm in such a terrible situation and my story isn't great right now. Um, so where is it that you're, you're creating, like you're changing your story or you're shifting your story? Where is it that, you know, it's sweeping it and pretending it's not happening and creating, oh yeah, no, you know, once upon a time, Andrea was, you know, it's like where, like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, where is it uh, like crossing it to a point where it's still based in reality, but it's an empowering story instead. So I think that what happens is, is as I, you know, change the story to make myself a hero in the situation, because I'm out of the muck of loving someone with an addiction, but I now make the narrative that I say about this story is that he's one of the best things that actually happened to me because so many fantastic things have happened since then. And so, and I'm amazing, like with the stuff that I put up with and went through and how strong it's made me, it's like, so I changed the narrative to make myself a hero of my own story. So I'm curious, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, am, am I touching on something? Like, it's like, you know, you're touching on so many, th I mean, you've said so many things. I, I feel like I could respond in many ways. So yeah, of course there's like the, there's reality, which I think is an interesting <clears throat> concept anyway. Um, yeah. much of what, what is reality, right? It's like so much of it is in our head of what we create, what we feel. Um, but of course it's also externally what's happening is somebody doesn't come home at night right like that's that's a real fact that that's something that happens somebody like overuses and doesn't treat their family well that's a fact right so how do we the thing I think that what intrigues me like the, we're not negotiating that we can't change like the facts right but what we can change is that those actions they tap into we interpret them a certain way so those actions somebody not coming home at night um that will tap into a feeling or and a thought inside of ourselves. And it'll, it'll, we'll experience it physically. 
in our bodies, in a certain place in our bodies. And so it's about like identifying where in our bodies does that story live? And then what story is our mind telling us about it? And that's where we get our power back. We find that place inside of us. And that's where we go with our writing. We tap into that place physically in our body and through our writing and through these different exercises that I have come up with that will help support people who want to really identify what their stories are. Like, what are those stories inside of you that are being tapped into by this other person's action? And then how do you identify it? See it. Let's not be in denial about things. Let's like see the truth of our reality. And then let's dispel it. Let's get rid of it. Let's push it away. It's not going to happen in one day. Of course, nothing does. <laughs> I mean, many things happen in one day, but not like transformation. This type of transformation takes time. And so we dispel it and then we get a chance to recreate a new story. And that's where we get to, to tap into, well, if I feel unlovable or if I feel like I don't matter because this person isn't coming home, or if I feel like I don't mean anything, I have no value in the world, then that's not, that has nothing to do with this person not coming home at night. This has to do with the feeling that came in that is inside of you because of other stories that could have even taken place before you were born. Like when you were in your, your mom's womb and the energy and the words and the stories that you were born into. So it's really, I mean, it's so multifaceted and I could talk about this for the entire hour, just this, but um, so, so yeah, the idea is to really to transform and then to create um, a new story and then to share that new story with other people over and over again, because we're all familiar with the bad stories. We share them with ourselves. We look in the mirror, we look at our house, we look at anything that we're not pleased with and we start telling bad stories about it. And those go through our heads over and over all day long. So if we can shift that consciously to positive stories that are filled with our worthiness, our love, our loving lovingness, like how valuable we are, all of these different stories and then it starts to it starts to actually manifest into the world and we start to believe it and the more we tell it the more we believe it mm, i love it so okay so you bring up such a, a good point too this idea of manifesting now a lot of people might think okay that's woo woo like if i manifest that the person that i'm with is not going to do drugs they're going to get sober and my life is going to be happily ever after <laughs> like it's like you know so how much of it is, I love this idea of, I think what it is, is it's, um, and the reason this keeps coming up is because I know I can hear, you know, people saying to me, like, you know, Andrea, like, you know, I, I can't pretend this isn't happening. It's like toxic positivity. It's like, go oh, just smile and pretend your life's okay. And, but that's not the case. Right. And so I love the fact that you bring up that there are facts and then we are interpreting the facts and that the facts are the facts. Like we simply can't change them, but we can change what this story means for us. And what I love about that and all in the positive psychology world too, it's all about seeing it from potential of growth. It's like, what is it about this situation that then I could rewrite the narrative so that it's actually going to help me or it's actually going to be better or it's going to serve me in some sort of way like where's the growth here is that part of the story is that part of changing the narrative to empowering you to feel like you're empowered by the situation absolutely and that's where and that's like the, the seed of it that's the key of it because once you're empowered and once you've disengaged once you've taken that story out of the hands of the other person and put it into your own hands then you are empowered. And there's a disconnect. It, it breaks the power link between that person, their words, their actions, and the way that you feel and think. 
And once that, once you've taken that power back, it changes everything. That person will probably still continue to do the things that they were doing, but you will not feel the same way about it. And then your action, your actions will probably change from that. Okay. So how do we get started? How do we take the power back? How do we shift our stories, our narrative? What's the first step? So the first step is I came up with, um, I just wrote a chapter as I had shared in a book called The Ancestors Within. And I'll give you information about that. Um, I'm sure Andrea will share it. And so I came up with three tools and they're called the imagination, which I call the soil, creation, the seed, and then the telling, which is the sown. So the first thing that you do is to choose a story that you that wants to be retold. And I have a list of different ways in my chapter to help you identify what stories are actually asking you to be retold. So the first thing is to identify your story. The second thing is to tap into your imagination or the soil fertility and ask yourself, how do you want your story to go? And then the second thing is to release your old story, right? We have to release the old before we can bring in the new. And I have a number of different ways that you can do that that are actually pretty fun. (laughs) And then the next step is to reimagine your new story. Tap back into that childlike creativity and magical mystery of the world that we can create everything. And so you're in your, in your, and in your imagination, you can, right? We do all the time. Let's use that creativity for positivity (laughs) and for making ourselves feel better instead of taking ourselves down. So reimagining our new story. And at that point, um, you know, I love visualization. So I love tapping into our bodies, like I was talking about before, and doing some visualizations to sort of re start rewiring and reprogramming your own thinking and your mind. So I definitely suggest that. And I have a link on my website where you can actually just listen to a meditation that's specifically, um, it's actually a visualization that I created specifically for retelling your stories and tapping into your old stories and building up new ones. So, um, so that is all really part of tool number one. Tool number two, we talk about creation. And this is where you really get in there. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> let's on, just, on, sorry. I, I have so many questions about this. Tool number one. I love it. <laughs> Step number one. So this soil, it's like someone said the other day too on one of the podcast interviews, it's like the first thing we need to do is go out into our garden and pull the weeds. <laughs> so it's almost like going into your garden and finding those stories that we're already saying or the stories that are already, you know, unlovable stories and just catching them. So do you have any suggestions like anything that the listeners can, you know, do or like in how they can find these stories or is it just, is it that obvious or? Um, no, I actually have, um, I have a list of, of ways to actually know exactly what stories want to be retold. I'm happy to share that if you'd like. Uh, one yeah. Of them, okay. So one of them is that uh, I'm just going to read it from my chapter. So um, if you feel constricted by a certain story, like an old jacket that no longer quite fits that story. That's tell, that's your story telling you mm, just not quite right for you anymore. Number two, there may be a part of you that no longer fully believes this story. Almost like your mouth is moving, like you're talking 
And, but the words don't feel that they're yours anymore. I don't know if you've had that experience where you're just saying something and you're like, it's not authentic for me anymore. Um, also another, another way to, to find that out is to, you may feel an intense and almost unbearable psychic or even physical discomfort. Like something's bothering you, disturbing your sleep or being stuck on an endless loop in your mind, even when you're awake, that's an opportunity for a story that wants to be retold. And, uh, it can also just be a feeling that something's off but you're not sure exactly what it is. And then lastly, um, something that just keeps coming up in your life over and over again in different ways with different people in different situations, but all of these things leave you feeling the same way and you're getting the same message from them. That's another way to say, okay, this story is ready to be retold. Oh my gosh, I love that. Can you give us an example? Um, well, I could give an example from my own life. That So one is... Um, it was about an ex who had made a comment to me. He had said that he loved me even though I was old, fat, and ugly. Oh. And I share this story in this chapter. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's actually a perfect example because that statement just set me backwards like to so much shame. And then backwards like through time to make me feel like, oh my gosh, like I am so unlovable. I just believed it. I freaking believed it. I believed it all hook, line, and sinker. Um, and it kept playing out over like for the next days and weeks and months. I mean, for years, actually, because this happens a number of years ago and so much so that I even wrote, it was still there when I wrote this chapter. So there's an example of a, something that somebody said that was incredibly hurtful that tapped into something that felt true for me. Um, and, and it tapped into, and then I went a little bit deeper and it tapped into my own unlovable story. Like, well, of course, of course, you know, someone's going to say this to me. Of course, I'm going to be treated like this. Of course, somebody is not going to like of course I'm going to push away the love or whatever it is, like whatever we think we do, whatever those stories are, but we grab onto them because they resonate. I lost track of the other part of your question, but that's an example of like, because uh, that's just well, so first like, of all, my heart for you um, is, yeah, it's almost like when I was um, no longer going to be with my ex-husband, um, he said to me, nobody's going to date you because you have kids. And that was part of me that believed it true. And I'm like going, oh my God. So then like moving forward, like my actions and like, I felt unlovable and I felt like maybe, you know, people aren't going to date me because I have kids, but then it turned, it's, it's absolutely not true. <laughs> exactly. But like when we, it's like, we eat their stories, we eat their words. And I did that. Like I literally went home. And I sat in front of my Netflix and I got out all my food things that made me feel better. And I just like reinforced that story by overeating. Instead of, you know, instead of two different things, I could have just said like, you, you know, like, huh, not true, moving on, right? If I, if it didn't tap into that internal story in me, or I could have seen it a different way. I could have been like, wow, he loved me, even though I am older than him. And even that I did gain 40 pounds and even that I don't like shave all the time, you know, like <laughs> just to be real, but you know, I could have, I could have seen it that way too. So there's so many options in the way that like when somebody sends something to us in the world, there's so many ways that we can interpret it and what we do with it. And that's why I love this whole idea of rewriting our narrative is because it just, it takes that power back. It takes that choice back. It makes us feel like we're not victims. It makes us feel like, you know, that, that we actually, it just, it's just, it puts us back right where we belong, which is empower and in charge of our own lives. 
Oh, so true. I love this exercise. It's almost like flipping, like in positive psychology, we talk about flipping it. It's like, you know, that's not true because it's like, you're really taking your thinking to court. It's like looking at it from a person, a new, like interpret it from a, a, a healthier place or a place that actually feels empowering and good. Um, so I love this. I, I love this. And it's interesting that you say this because it's this idea of investigating what is your current story is the first step. And kind of recognizing the stories that maybe make you feel unlovable. Um, so, okay, great. So, so that's super helpful. So then what's the, what's the next, how do we release? You talked about releasing these stories. Well, so before releasing them, so really all that we just talked about was tool one, which is the mm-hmm. soil. And, um, and I could say so much more, but anyway, tool two is, is creation. It's so that's the seed. So that's when we're planting the new story. Yeah, we're really tapping into our creativity there. Um, And that's when we use free writing. So this is when, um, I don't know if all of you are familiar or not with free writing. Um, Yes, let's talk about that. So free writing, so powerful. It's literally how I process so much so much when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. So um, this is a wonderful tool for all the listeners. So let's talk about that. Okay, so free writing is something I use all the time also for myself. And I also am a college professor and I use it with my students. And I also run writing workshops and I use it with them. And it's just, it's fantastic because what it does is it taps, what it, I'll tell you what it is first and then I'll tell you what it does. So what it is, is that you really just take a pen or a pencil, a writing implement, and it not, not a computer, not a keyboard. <laughs> okay, so really take your pen or pencil and you're going to get a piece of paper. And you literally, you have a topic, okay, that you want to write about. And then you just put down your pen and you just start writing and you keep going and you keep going and going and going. And whatever the the idea is that you only, you don't take up your pen from the paper, except just to write the next word or the next letter. It just keeps on going. And you set a timer because, you know, you don't want to go on forever. I usually set a timer for about three minutes, um, one to three minutes um, to at least get started. Um, and then it what it does is that even if you don't know, it just, it surpass, it like circumvents that kind of conscious part of your mind. That's just like, but I don't know what to say, but I don't know how to spell it, but my handwriting's bad, but blah, 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 blah. And it just, um, and you just write, cause you're just like, write, write, write. And so you're timed. And so you feel that, and it feels good. And it taps into that part of you. And even if you write, I tell people, even if you don't know what to write, write, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Just write it over and over again until the thing that wants to come out actually comes out and it will, it totally will. And you will be totally surprised. I am often completely astounded by what comes out when I free write. So that's how you do it. Now, what it does, and I already did explain a little bit about this is that it it circumvents that conscious part of your brain and it really helps you tap into your subconscious brain. And it does, and there's actually some interesting exercises, which I also will have on my website under resources where you can actually, before you do free writing, like do some exercises with your pen where you're moving your eyes back and forth and it connects the left and right part of your brain. So you're really like literally rewire, rewiring your brain and, and, re, and free writing. So it's just, it's a great resource and tool. Amazing. So, so free writing is just like removing any judgment, removing any expectations of yourself. It's like taking the pressure off, just grab that pen, grab the paper and just start going. And and nobody needs to read this. Like, it's like, it's just for you. Like literally right, right, right. I love it. And I love your idea of setting a timer just to keep you going and to get it started. And, um, and just, yeah. And so you always have a prompt, like you always start with a prompt. 
So that's where I was going to go. Part. Like it'll be a, the part of a sentence that this, you know, like I was born into a place of dot, dot, dot. And then you go from that. And I have a lot, a lot of other free writing prompts on my website. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And the other day we just had a prompt in our private Facebook group. You'd love this one. Um, if you were to tell your path to pleasure or path to joy story, how would it go? And so it's amazing because then suddenly like everyone's like, oh, my path to pleasure story. It's like, okay, well, I would do this, 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 and this. And I would like, you know, probably do this. And it's amazing how it's like it brought in, in psychology, we call it broaden and builds you. It, it opens you up to possibilities. And it's just the power of question and prompt and then just you know free writing it out it's like yeah there's there's no obstacle if I could tell my path to pleasure story it's like it removes all the the crap that might get in the way but what it does is it makes you realize what you want what you deserve and what it is that you want like in your life and what you don't want in your life it's so powerful so powerful and it's just it's like the place you can go where there are no limits Mm, I love it. Okay, good. So it's not that we're going into fairy tale land. It's just no, this no. wonderful prompt of using our imagination of what's possible. Exactly. So, so we, sorry. <laughs> so we do the free writing, yes. and then and then you do a deep dive into your new story, and we do a deep dive by tapping into your there's the, the five WH questions: who, what, when, where, why, and how. Actually, six, and you tap into your um, your five senses. Um, and that, and that's what the way you really get to dive in and create in, in the minutest detail, this new story, because it's like realities in the details, the more details we have, the more real something becomes. If you're sitting, if I'm like, right now I'm looking out my window and I'm like, oh yeah, I see the grass, the trees, the bushes. Um, yeah, it's a summer nice green day. I could say that, or I could say, I could look out and, and I could say, wow, like, look at the the clovers that are growing in my grass and and the bees, you know, they must be really happy to come and like be able to pollinate themselves there and bring back and create honey for their queen. And I mean, there's just like so many things you could, <laughs> you could um get into. And the more, the more you get into that now, I'm going to go outside later and I'm going to look in my yard and say, wow, and I want to have a moment of appreciation for all that I created out, out there. Also from your story created and that I created to make this gorgeous space. Yeah. So that's the tool number two. So when, so let's go back to this free writing. So thinking about our listeners, right? They're maybe in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. Maybe they're, you know, they're no longer with the um, addicted loved one that was in their life. So what are they free writing about? Are they just down, down regulating their nervous system by getting all the frustration, angers, and fears out um, like getting out that narrative, that first story is, is that what they're free writing about? Would you recommend? No. So really that part happens in tool number one, where you're looking at and releasing the old story with the visualization. And then, you know, I have people, I mean, you can do things like, you know, if you're outside, if you're, if you love being in nature, you can go to the beach and you can write like some of these words in the sand and just like, wash it away. You can tear it up. There's all these things you can just physically do. You can scratch it off. You can burn it, whatever. So you're going to burn your old story, right? We're going to get rid of that physically. And then this tool number two is really about creating the new story. 
So the free writing is creating the new story, having that, you know, the prompt of like, if you were to tell your path to pleasure, your path to joy story, that's the free writing. Okay, great. So we've already purged it all out. We've already gotten the frustration, the angers that we've already ripped it into a thousand pieces. We've burnt it. We've written it in the sand and the waves come and wash it away. I love this. I did this exercise one time where I put on, I wrote on little tiny rocks, all my frustrations and all my anger and frustration from what I had gone through and I put it in a backpack and it's like you're carrying it right so then I took one at a time out and just threw it you just throw the rocks decide what you want to put back in I (laughs) I love in worthy I put back in yes so like there's another exercise for you so okay so letting go (laughs) the soil okay cultivating the soil here okay beautiful and then we're going to go into free writing which is this creation piece which is just like letting your brain flow using your imagination to what's possible right yeah, like like an example. So let's say if your if your prompt was I was born into a place of and we're thinking positive, you could say I was born into a place of safety and love, a place that was created just for me. And and then just go on from that. And there's an actually an example of a prompt that I wrote exactly about that in this chapter. And so it's really your like if you think about the the free ride, the three it's really just a three minute free ride. It's just like you placing the seed in the ground. This is the seed for your new story, and then all the details um, grow that seed, and then you water it. Right, you have to take care of that seed, and so it can grow and come out through that soil, and get stronger and stronger. And the more you feed it, the more you feed that positive story, the stronger it's going to get, and then it's going to bear fruit. Right, it's going to bear fruit for yourself, for your children, for your families, for the people who come before you, who came before, which is interesting. And that's the whole, the topic of my, the the title of this chapter is actually how to change the past (laughs) by rewriting your love, by rewiring your brain, by rewriting your stories. Yes. It's a really interesting idea that we can actually, and that's a whole other topic for another day, but, but the idea is, yeah, you can really change, you can change what comes after because you're changing your story now and the seed that you plant with this new story that you can create right now is so powerful that it can go forward because we do carry our, our stories forward. We get them from, from the people who came before us and we pass them down to the people who come after us. And so it's really important, especially for our children and for all the generations that come after. It is so, so important to take charge now of your own story and to start creating a new one. Oh my gosh, Tanya, that's so good. I love it. And kind of like how I, I changed my story. I knew that I was like definitely progressing in my healing when my story changed mm-hmm. to instead of me feeling like, you know, um, like being mad at him and like, how could you? And I would say you chose drugs over, you know, us. And like, how could you do this? Like my story changed. And then slowly my story started turning into, wow, I actually like started seeing all these fantastic relationships that I was creating with people going through similar struggle. And then also I met my amazing boyfriend, you know, as a result of this. And so it's amazing how, um, yes, you slowly can change that story. Now it doesn't happen overnight, right? It's like you don't go to the garden, plant a seed, and the next day you go out and pick the fruit. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> so true. So true. Because I can't, I'm even at the point now where my narrative is he's one of the best things that's happened to me actually. But, you know, three years ago, not so much. I was very, 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 very hurt, very down you know, not in a great place there. So, okay. So free writing to trigger that imagination out um, with some prompts and just kind of like plant that seed of starting into more of um, when you say a positive story, 
Um, what if someone's in the muck so much that it's hard for them to like, how do you get, how do you evoke this imagination of what's possible or a positive story? Cause sometimes it, it's really hard to see. It really is. So sometimes I would say, look, look inside of yourself. And if you can find something that you really admire about yourself and start with that, like start with, you know, I am an incredibly forgiving or person, or I, my ability for compassion is so huge. My heart is so big or whatever it is, whatever your story is. So it's starting with um, something that you admire about yourself. And if you're at a place where you cannot find anything that you admire about yourself, which is totally possible, because I think we all have been there at some point, then you ask a friend, you ask somebody in your life or more than one person to just, if they could just tell you a couple of things that they admire about you or how they see you, because sometimes we can't see ourselves. And we need to have that reflection, the positive reflection, not the one we look, we get when we look in the mirror when we're not feeling great about ourselves, but the true reflection of who we are by the people that we have put in our lives who do love us and do see that core of, of goodness and light and all the things that we know to be true. Again, tapping into that story. And that's how you do it. If you can't do it on your own, you ask for help. You reach out to people, say, ask what they see in you so that you can tap into that place inside of you so that you can start telling a positive story about yourself and your oh, life. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Draw on your resources. And um, I was starting to get personally, I was starting to get these messages like, Andrea, you're really enthusiastic. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just you know excited about things. And then it was like a constant thing. It's like, oh yeah, maybe I am kind of like an enthusiastic person. <laughs> It's like, I, I didn't see it because it's just sometimes the things that come so naturally, you don't necessarily see. So I love your suggestion of even when you are having troubles finding things within yourself is to to ask a friend or, you know, what's great about me. Or I always love the one, the strength story example in positive psychology, they suggest sharing a story that you're proud of, that um, how maybe you managed a situation or a challenge or, you know, and, and share a story of strength and then allow that person person that's listening to the story reflect back to you the strength they see in it because sometimes you know you don't necessarily see it so I love that suggestion so good um if, if you're feeling like you know you need that inspiration what do you admire about yourself it's like you know we're t- we're so taught to like be like you know modest and like you know but it's like this I like this free writing is like you know what actually it's tapping into that greatness that you are and you know what it is that you admire about yourself it's like tapping into that inner voice it's actually your cheerleader um and help you with the story so good it's also it's tapping into that and also your imagination right this is where your creativity comes in we are creative beings we're constantly creating even if we don't realize it um and so it's tapping into that also So let's talk about that a little bit, like how about this idea of manifesting and creating, I have to say full disclosure, I created a whole love list. (laughs) You're going to think I'm crazy. And I wrote the narrative of this love list. Like, so I basically took all the the men that I've been with that I liked certain characteristics of it. And I I put it into my love list because this is what I wanted for my future man to manifest. Mm -hmm. And then I should do a whole workshop on on this, calling in the one, (laughs) especially after you've loved someone with an addiction. Oh my God. Because you know, there's some there's some things to work through there. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so I honestly believe that I manifested because I I went into the story of like, you know, he rubs my back every morning, and you know, I went into the feeling of it. It's like I took everything that I liked about certain people that have been in my life as well and carried them forward to what I would love 
for, you know, my love list and in a relationship. And it's amazing how it puts you into those feelings. Like I would even pretend like, you know, Kane Brown, he's singing to me because his lyrics are so beautiful. And it's just like, you know, and I, I imagine the, I embodied the feeling and the narrative of that story so that I could, you know, slowly start bringing into my, and I swear that I think that that brought that into my life. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly what I what I mean when I'm saying deep dive into your new story exactly what you just did it's like using your senses using those details like how like right creating that so that you feel like you're there they say that um they say that the best part of vacation is actually before you go it's the imaginings of all the things that you're going to do and what it's going to be like it's that whole creation in our head of like we were creating it. We're imagining it. We're imagining ourselves like touching our feet in the sand and the sun on our chest and the clear water and all the different things. And we're having that pleasure, even though we're not on vacation yet. So it's oh the same God. thing when you're creating this story, you're, that's, you get to do that. You get to create any world you want. Yeah. And it's true that our brain actually from imagination to reality, our brain doesn't actually know the difference. So um, the more we can go into this story. Okay. That, that's actually fun. Isn't that a fun exercise? <laughs> so how do we do that? So we just, are we doing it through writing or just closing our eyes and using our imagination or are we writing it down? Like, how are we doing that? We're definitely writing it down because it's concretizing it, right? So it's like you can imagine it and there is the visualization where you can start to sort of imagine it, but it's really through through the writing. It's that hands, that that mind hands connection where you're you're actually physicalizing your thoughts and your dreams and your creations onto the page. Um, and so yeah, so you're just really downloading. I like to say it's, it's like you're downloading the fantasy of this, the dream of it, the story of it right down onto the page. Ooh, With I love all that. its juicy details. Yes, juicy details. Love it. Okay, so back to this idea of changing the narrative. So, are we doing? It's still doing that, right? By yeah, yeah. It's it's a long process, but that's that's fun, you know. So so the next the next part of it um is and is the is called what I call the sewing, which is the telling. So you've got this story, you've written it, you've honed it, you've made it the way that you want. Um, and this is just one story, obviously. Um, and so then you start sharing it, right? You start sharing it with everybody because it's in the telling that you're getting to really bring this reality that you've created, this story out into the world. So you're sharing it on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, wherever you feel comfortable <laughs> to share it. You're sharing it with friends. You can physically read it. You can... Put it, I, I suggest even, you know, putting it next to your mirror and reading this new story every day to yourself in the morning. Um, you're sharing it with friends. You're reading it to friends. You're having them. They can even read it back to you so that you can hear this new story. So the idea is that you're just, you're going to keep sharing it out into the world. And it's through this telling that the story is really born into the world and becomes reality. Mm, okay. So... What happens if your narrative or this new story is really, your fantasy is really juicy uh -huh. and you're sharing this story and, but part of, you know, it's not true yet. Mm -hmm. And the operative word here is yet. Yeah. So then if you're sharing it, like, you, do you know what I'm, where I'm going with that? Yeah. Like, so how do you share something that maybe hasn't manifested or you don't necessarily believe is true yet? How do you, you know, integrate those together with the sharing? I mean, you can just... Just tell your friends that you're you're rewriting a new story <laughs> and this is your new story and 
you share it with people that you feel comfortable sharing it with. You share little bits and pieces of it on social media if you want to. You create a blog. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can share your story. You do pictures. You can you can share it like here's this new beautiful life that I'm creating for myself. Like go somewhere gorgeous, go to the botanical gardens, go somewhere in nature, or that you think is beautiful, take a picture, and there's your new story. You're building your new story right there. It doesn't have to, it can be so many different ways that you do this. And it's and it's okay that you don't believe it. I mean, the whole idea of acting as if, right? Like we just act as if before we actually feel like we are. Like this is my second podcast that I've ever done. I'm launching this program in September. You know, I don't, I'm like, I was nervous. I was like, what am I, am I going to know what to say? Like all these things I was, oh, you know, but this is, this feels great. It feels natural. I feel like I am who I am. I'm tapping into my wisdom and it feels great. So like <laughs> I act as if, and then eventually you really start believing it because that worked with the negative stories, right? It worked with the negative stories and it, sure as heck is going to work with the positive stories. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I want to go write my story now too. I want to go into the creative juice and like, you know, write it down and then visualize it, feel it. And it's so fun to do. Right. And it's like limitless and then be her now. I love the way you put that, like act as if like be that person now. And what's so interesting. And I just wanted to share is like that, that question that I was telling you about, um, that the, the journal prompt about like, like if you were to tell your path to pleasure story and how would it go is like, I wrote in the group, it's like one day I couldn't take it anymore. I decided to take back my power and put my focus and energy back onto me. I slowly picked up my broken pieces and glued them together with gold, love and support and my life just keeps getting better and better yeah and so it's like you know it's when you write the new narrative you know and slowly I started to shine brighter it's like it's like and then it just feels it feels so good so I loved all these suggestions and I love that you know sharing it and um that's a piece that I think people don't necessarily do so and that's the harder piece, but I, I like how you said, do it in a controlled environment. Maybe it's with the best friend. Maybe it's in a private Facebook group. Um, so yeah. So any other suggestions when it comes to the telling of the story? I think this is really where community building happens, where we choose the people that we really do want in our lives who do support us and who do want us to be elevated and who want to, and who are also elevating themselves, right? So it's really like choosing who we want to surround ourselves with and then um, being conscious about who we choose to trust. And with those people, you know, once you found your community, um, it just, it just kind of grows from there. So I feel like creating that community, even if it's just one person, if it, if it just starts with one person, that's powerful. Two people together are powerful magic. And when they're sharing their truths and sharing their new stories and sharing everything, it just gets more. And then you bring other people in and that's how it grows. Mm, oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. So we went through, you know, all these steps to, to rewrite our narrative, um, to really allow our stories to be transformational and lovable stories that yeah. help us in our life and, and, and shifts the lens. Like it's just, it almost, it moves you from a place of feeling like a victim to a place of feeling empowered that you can actually, you have the power to transform your life, but also it's not going, pretending things aren't happening. It's actually recognizing that 
those things might be happening, the challenges, but then it's like changing the narrative to being like the victor of your story. And, um, and I, and I'm, I believe in that. And I had to do that 100% myself. Um, so it, you know, is there anything else? Is there anything else that's standing out that you want to share with the listeners? Mm. I just feel like there's so, there's so much out there. And I know when people are in a place of like, of darkness and hopelessness and desperation that, you know, sometimes it seems like all the help is there, but you just can't reach it. It's like, it's just there, but that you can't get to it. Yeah. And so I just say like, start small, just start really small. Um, Start with like finding one good thing about yourself. Start by finding one strand of one story that makes you feel good in your life today and just keep pulling it out and grow from that (laughs) because it's all, it's all there. It takes time. Like have patience with yourself. Um, Yeah. And just, just give yourself the time to, to heal and to grow and to recreate because you deserve to have the life that you were born into and that you, and you get to create that. You get to create the life that you were born to live really. And, and it just, it's just start small, you know, start really small. Um, just start by pulling out those weeds. Mm, I love it. And I start with one strand, right? It's like, yeah, at first it's hard to, hard to see some of the silver lining, you know, in those dark clouds, but it's like finding that little silver lining and then just start with that and then grow from it. I love that suggestion. So good. So, um, oh my gosh, people are going to want to get a hold of you 100%. I know you have all kinds of resources to support everyone. So I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. And, um, but you know, if you had one last thing just to uh, say to the listener, what would it be? You are lovable. (laughs) Yes. You are beyond measure. You are valuable. You are worthy beyond measure. Yes. Yes. And don't let anyone else change that story. Nope. Nope. It's because you get to tell, you get to choose and you get to tell your story. It's time. It, It is high time that we stop listening to other stories about us, that we release any stories that are told about us by society, by our cultures, by the government, by education, by our partners, by anybody, by our parents, by freaking kids, by anybody. It is high time that we release all of the stories that anybody has ever told about us and start telling our own story. So good. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're incredible. And I know everyone's going to want to get a hold of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am running. I'm going to be doing a book celebration workshop that actually focuses exactly on what we're talking about in July. So pop on over to my website. Yay. Love and the light. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here with you and have this really inspiring and exciting conversation with you. So thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. 
we are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs. Thank you for listening.